Voice up. Yeah. A good concession to make for uh, bringing back freedom in America. <clears throat> we need to have everyone armed. I mean, you want to like make a concession for guns? Sure, let's do that. Everyone can be armed. Everyone can carry a gun. If it's not a gun, it's <clears throat> some kind of personal protection device. You know, everyone's, you know, encouraged to always have a piece of personal protection device. That should be a standard thing an American has. If you don't have one, you're not being a very good American. Literally, I'm talking every American. And if you did that, you know, and as long as they're safe, like only the user can <clears throat> can use them, have like smarter guns. I think that uh, I don't see why you couldn't bring back like three round burst or, you know, the blunderbuss or like a needler, you know, or like some kind of electrical thing. You know, a little electric baton. That'd be really good. I would totally carry an electric baton. You know, swords. Bring back swords. I mean, who doesn't want to carry a sword around every day? I would love to carry a sword around every day. I would look like a total fucking weirdo if I did. But quite honestly, who wouldn't want to carry around swords every day? I mean, raise your hand if you think carrying around a sword would not look cool. I think carrying around a sword every day would be the coolest thing ever. So everywhere you go, everyone has a sword, or an electrical baton, or some, some like, cool-looking new weapon they just came out with. You know, so long as the user is the only one who can use it, I'm fine with it. Self-defense. You know, and everyone should have some sort of recording device with it. So when you use that weapon in self-defense, then bam! You hit the lawyer upside the head with the freaking camera and audio. You know, what can you say? I was defending myself. Case closed. You know, moving on. I need to get out of here for uh, getting back to work. Get shit done. <clears throat> I ain't got time to screw around. You know, it sucks, but, you know, if everyone did that, you know, don't you think the cops would be a lot obliged to have to do the same thing? You know? You want to fix cops. The problems with the police. Everyone carry a camera. Everyone carry some kind of safe self-defense weapon. Everyone. Your grandmother. Your daughter, your sister, your brother, your aunt, your uncle, everyone. <clears throat> you know, if you make it a standard thing, and it's like, how can we, how can we accept that we, as a society, you know, monitor what we do and try to be safe with these weapons, you know, but the police can just do whatever the hell they want. They can't. They would have a huge moral, uh, moral disadvantage. You arm every American. All every American has to do is go out and get armed. That's all you gotta do. I don't care what it is. You know, personally, I like batons. I think batons are great. Self-defensive, it's effective. You know, you're not theoretically not gonna kill a person, so it's non-lethal. I always feel like you should have two. You should have like a non-lethal weapon. <clears throat> and if you have to, you know, a double barrel, you know, fist. Explosive to the chest, boom, boom. It's a shotgun shell. It's really short, just like a, a Derringer gun, but with two shotguns. I think that would be a good weapon to have. Personally, I think people wouldn't fuck with you if, you know, that's a pretty common thing to see. That someone has two shots on you. <laughs> one to get what they need to get in the defense, and one to shoot you the next time you try to attack them.
you know, I think the world would be a much safer place. I mean, you wouldn't need militaries because militaries have never attacked a populace that is 100% armed. So there's that. It would encourage getting rid of the military. It would defund military expenses. It would get rid of the power structure behind the military. I mean, all you need to do is have a show of force. Be like, hey, you know, we're more heavily armed than our government. And our government's the most heavily armed government in the world. You know, then what? <clears throat> you don't really need a standing military. And quite honestly, you don't need a lot of police force. Because everyone would have a gun and everyone would be a citizen cop. You know, everyone's got their own personal data that's downloading everything they do all day, you know, voluntarily. You are transparent of who you are. You know where you're at. You can take video, audio, everything you do all day. Not only by your phone, but by cameras and other surveillance things around you that only citizens can access. Government can't because it's for, you know, used by the public only, not by government. You have the right not to give your camera feed to the government. Quite honestly, if the government hacks into that, I fucking complain. Like, you can't do that. Like, if you got a warrant or not. If you don't have a viable reason to be tapping my camera, like a, ther a, ther a terrorist bomber running through the city and you need to, like, follow them. Okay, then, yeah, then maybe we could think about it real quick. And then you could get a warrant. But if it ain't something like that, a warrant should never be given for that. Ever. You know, that's our right to maintain our privacy while we record our own private lives. And that's part of it. You want to have absolute freedom with guns, well, then you need to have, you know, your own privacy, but like a recorded, transparent privacy. Then, you know, if something goes down, it's like, boom, there's my information. It's all recorded. And if everyone did that, they couldn't destroy that information. And that's another key part. If you're recording everything, you know, the military, the cops, they can't get away with the stupid bad shit that they do. They can try, but if enough people record all the shit that they do, they will lose on a moral low disadvantage. You know, if the media reports as it should, and that's really the, the, the crux of the whole problem is getting the media to do its freaking job and be the, the spokesperson of the people to tell people what's going on so they can make an educated scientific reason reasoned uh, decision on something and then act on it, you know? But all the media does is fabricate lies and spew out fake news and, and allow other parts of the media to get away with it. Now, if I was in the media, you know what the biggest story is right now? All the media outlets that put out fake news. Like, I would just be hammering on that 24-7. Every time they report someone, be like, okay, Fox News reported this, boom. All I'm doing all day is just reporting all the things that the rest of the media is doing wrong. You know, the media belongs to the people, not the pundits, not the CEOs, not the banks. But today it is. You know, but if enough people had recordings of everything they're doing wrong, when you try to stand up against them, you know, will the media listen? That's what I'm trying to get at. Never going to change the media like it is now. Don't get me wrong. I realize that. The media right now, fucked. But, in the future, if everyone started recording everything, everyone's transparent, everyone carried a self-defense weapon, you know, the media would have to start, you know, you know, taking a look at it and, you know, going, why? What's going on here? You know, what, what part do we play 
in this new change of the way the world works. Are we just going to sit idly by why? Well, you know, people on the top just tell the people above us, we tell the people below them what to do in this hierarchy of top-down media, hierarchical control. I mean, I hate to get like specific here, but it's like, who do you think owns all media? I mean, come on, people. If you think you're ever going to have the media, might have some crazy bullshit stance on global climate change, it's going to be because, you know, the rich and powerful are in charge of it all. And the rich and powerful have an agenda for that climate change. Quite personally, that's what I think. You know, the rich and the powerful can never, like, start a war and destroy the world, right? But they can always point to global climate change. Something that we should have done, you know, back in 1920 or 2020. You know, here it is, 1980 or 2080. You know, there's nothing we can do about now. It happened. We're sorry. Oh, well, moving on. And meanwhile, the whole world's going to go to shit. And we're going to let them get away with it. You know, it's the perfect ruse. And it's something we can never stop. You know, the second it's done... And they turn that clock, you know, and they pull the trigger on that over these next, like, you know, 10 or 20 years. If we don't do anything about it, they're going to win. Because you can't stop global climate change on a dime. You know, people want to bitch and moan about it, but the fact of it is, whether you're right or wrong, you can't turn around global climate change on a dime. It takes decades. And if you go to a tipping point, that's it. There's no stopping it. You're going to go, like, hundreds of years with just... Messed up weather. I don't know. Who knows how long. But, you know, you'd have to do something. You'd have to do, like, absolute zero carbon emissions for, like, probably 50 years or more just to fix it all. Meanwhile, where's the world in the middle of all that? You're going to have a generation of two people who are just mind-controlled by the media and the state and the politics and the banking. You know, just they're just going to... Spin it every time something like this happens in the, in the human realm. You know, they just spin it from one generation to the next. Those who are in power, you know, if it's not religion in power, it's government. And if it's not government in power, it's money. If it's not money in power, you know, it's some other form of government or money or power or religion. There's always some excuse to bring everyone together, quote unquote, for the children, quote unquote. You know, so long as they're like us. That's always a thing, to pit us all against each other. And that's the thing, we never stand together. Humanity has never stood together. You know, and just said, you know what, you have enough. We've had enough of having these small, single-minded, self-interested, greedy, corrupt individuals in the world making all of our decisions for us. You know, pulling the strings to the destiny of humanity and humankind. You know, people are blind. If you're not aware of this, I mean... Wake up, they've been doing it for thousands of years. They still haven't stopped pulling the strings. They got the biggest strings they've ever had in there right now. Quite honestly, they're probably going to likely get away with it at this, at this rate. I mean, I'm not going to shit you. I don't think we have a chance. The snowball's chance in hell. But you know what? We still have a snowball's chance in hell. If everyone could just wake the fuck up, have a fucking mind shift, you know, put their religion or you know, their finance or, you know, their politics in the back seat, and everyone just get along and get rid of all these fat cats on the top. And let us, the people, everyone, the entire world, you know, make the world a better place for the first time ever, quite honestly. 
The world has never been like a peaceful, together, happy place. Ever. Ever. You know, and I'd love to see Putin and Trump and Xi shake hands and be like, hey, let's do this. Let's make the world a better place and all just get rid of our nukes, have free power for hundreds of years that's already been paid for by a taxpayer. You know, de demilitarize all the nukes and, you know, electrical power overnight, just boom, all around the grid, all around the world. Power of the entire world. You know, it's doable. You can do it. You know, release that high technology. Let us all, like, enjoy it as, like, parts of the world's existence and get us into space. That should be our main goal, quite honestly. Because you know what, people? You get into space, and there is just literally endless resources in space to be in. I mean, it's just literally endless. And I don't see why people can't see that. Everyone's so single and small-minded, and it's just like, man, we have an entire galaxy and universe to explore. There's a lot to see out there. But people are too small-minded to see it, or people are too in the minds of controlling everyone to want it to happen. You know, they think it's like this thing they don't want to do. But to tell you the honest truth, but why wouldn't you? I think, you know, living in space would be the coolest thing ever. But no one wants to do it. They all want to, like, read their dusty old books and go back to some pre, like, modern scientific reasoning way of life someday. I just don't get that. You don't have, like, their robot slaves everywhere. Meanwhile, the rest of us are going to be left out in cold, fending for ourselves in this environmental disaster they created. You know, we could have cleaned up all this carbon like that. We could be done with it already. But they let it keep going on. You know, for this or that reason. You know, for oil or war. You know, on and on and on. It could have already be done. But here we are. The purpose of, dis purposes of destruction. Their leaders that brought us to. And yet, they don't do anything. They just talk about it. And argue. Fake news it. You know, kick that can down the road of the lawyer. That's what they always do. Here they are again. They're kicking that can again down the road. And I don't know if it's on purpose. Sometimes I think it is, but I really like to hope to think it's not. You know, are they really, like, planning to, like, just destroy the world at some point and take over with their robot armies? Or do they really need people in this world? Are we going to the space? Or are we going back to some religious cult mentality of controlling things once they mess everything up? I mean, who knows? The people always succumb to these temptations of, you know, money, power, and religion. And that's how they divide us. You know, people just stop succumbing to those three things in life. You know? And we're more open. I mean, like, just open to people. I mean, how can you not be more open than, you know, walking around naked? An open person. No gun. Just naked guy. You know, maybe people could start putting down their guns, you know? That's what I think. You know, you don't like guns? Walk around naked. You know, that would be the protest. Everyone just walk around naked, not carrying guns. Everyone else is carrying guns? That's fine. If you're not naked, you got, like, see-through clothing or not, whatnot within fashion limits. You know, that's my point. It's like, you got to challenge the system, the mindset, the way it thinks, the ways of thinking. You know, why do we carry on these things that society has, you know, trained us and brainwashed us to do? Like marriage. Marriage is like the holdout of, you know, religious control over family, love, and sexuality, and reproduction. 
you know, and then the uh, codification of that in our legal system under threat of, you know, loss of everything you own, or at least half, and then uh, <clears throat> imprisonment, you know, or like huge hassle of getting divorced, you know, and then what it does is it traps you in, a, in with someone that, quite honestly, you don't want to be with anymore. You know, they don't want to be with you, but they know they got you trapped in the marriage. Because, you know, to get out, it's going to be like a huge pain in the ass. So you stay with it. You're dragging on. You know, that's part of what kills people in the world. I feel like, you know, why do you give over your right to be married? You know, to be with someone you love. What the hell difference does it make? Who says what? It's like the biggest scam ever. And it, and it continues the, the uh, okayness of the idea of owning women or passing over the Ownership of a woman from one man to the next. You know, it's always the man who gives the bride away. You know, she's never her own self. That's what that represents to me. And I think it's a horrible thing. And I think if you're a woman, a feminist, I think you should be against marriage. You know, why sign some papers for some supposed tax benefits? Who cares? You know, why, uh, why succumb to all that heaviness of being with someone that you get from the social aspect or you know, even religion. And why should I have to ask someone to love someone? I think it's crazy. If you love someone, you love someone. That's it. Boom. And your heart, you're married. That's it. That's all it is. And if you don't love them anymore, then divorce. But instead, you don't have to go down and sign anything. You just stop living together. You know, I really, I guess the only downside that I always hear is you know, well, I can't see if you're in a hospital, or I don't have rights to see you. And I think that's something that should change. I don't see why you can't have a partner who can't see you in the hospital, or whenever you're licensed to ask her. Yada, yada, yada. You know, all these like, little things that they won't let you do. Or, you know, playing your grave, whatever. Stuff like that. That's always the other last excuse of marriage. The one that I hear from Al. You know, and I get that, but it's like, eh, you know, dust in the wind, baby. You know, whatever. Imagine I wasn't here because you know what? In a few hundred or thousand years, it'll be like I wasn't. You know, that's the truth of reality. We're just moving on and then moving on. Yeah, sometimes a few people, no one really knows me. It's funny. Because you know, quite honestly, no one really does. I'm like a ghost. You know, neither people that know me, they really don't know me. I mean, you get like these glimpses of who I am from each person, but it's... It's different than really knowing me, especially, you know, nowadays. You know, I got a few friends, I got Al, but no one really knows me. Al kind of knows me the best. But through her lens, the way she sees me is a little different than what I really am.
You know, it's kind of like Psyche. She sees me as Psyche in a classroom. Really inside, I'm like Psyche the, the psychic. You know, that's how I think inside. Meanwhile, she sees me as like a dumbass. It's interesting. How do you really convey that to people? You know? <clears throat> it's funny, like, I really want to make all these changes in the world. It's just like, it's just so daunting. Like, I'll think about it. It's like, yeah, you could totally do that. You gotta just gotta hit it from every angle. And then, you know, see where the chips see where the chips lay. You know, and then maybe or maybe not one or two will start moving. It's like chess pieces. You can move a chess piece of this app, or you can move a chess piece of morality, or this idea. You know, as long as you start moving one or two chess pieces, you're starting to play the game. And that's the thing, no one wants to even play the game. You know, the rich have just like stood there. They, we've, we've been staring at each other, us and the rich, for like a hundred years or more. It's been the stare off ever since the whole baking cartel got set up in you know, the early 20th century. They put, when they did that, that was like, that's the beginning. That was the first, that was the first uh, bang of the uh, the uh, class war, the rich and everyone else. Right there. And then the gold standard. Yeah, again. And then Kennedy being assassinated. Yeah, again. Because he's about to pass laws against it. You know, that's how powerful they are. That's like my number one likelihood that what happened was... He was gonna do. He was gonna do that bill. They did not like it. They told him not to do it, and he's gonna do it anyways because they couldn't stop him. And you know what? <laughs> they stopped him. Yeah. They've been playing this for a long time. It's like we just been sitting there, staring at each other, waiting for them to make the next move of, you know, how we're gonna scare the rest of the world and doing what we say. You know, that's part of what the first two world wars were. You know, we had this arms race. It wasn't just like, oh, we started a war. No, we had like decades of arms races before that. You know, that was propagated by the rich and powerful. Everyone seems to want to forget that. It's like, oh, that's okay. That was just the times. No, it's not okay. You need to hold the rich and powerful accountable to that. They were part of it. You know, they made these wars happen. It wasn't the, uh, you know, the man on the street that made, you know, all these wars happen. It was letting the rich and powerful be in that kind of a position. Like Hitler. Let's say Hitler, for example. He got there because of all the uh, all the penalties they made during the first war against them. You know, as war reparations. It totally tanked their economy. And that's a fact. They were, they were shoveling wheelbarrows of money down the street for, for staying on the bread line. You know, when you decimate an economy like that and not you know, fix a system... You know, what are you going to do? You know, you're just setting yourself up for another person to take hold of the reins of war. You know, that's exactly what they wanted, in my opinion. You know, I almost feel like that was planned. They're like, you know what? We're going to make you pay all these reparations. They're going to hate us. And they're going to get some dictator in charge. And we'll just go to war again. And then, boom, we'll make money on both sides. You know, that's their mindset. Because after the war, there's so much debt going around. It's like, man, they just own everything. You know, it ain't about making cash to those people. It's about owning debt. They own debt. They own everything. You know, it ain't about owning something. It's about owning the debt. And if you look around you, everywhere in the world, 
banks own everything in some form, way, or another. Everyone's indebted to them. You know, what if everyone just stopped paying the banks? What are they going to do? Send every cop to every house and kick them all out? I mean, quite honestly, are they going to do that? If everyone did it, everyone says, you know what? We'll have one day a year where everyone's going to walk out. You know, one day a year. Just don't go to your homes. Just stand outside of your home and sit there. You know, do whatever you want to do, but just don't go to your home. You have to sleep outside. You know, make them see that, you know, we stand together against the banks. And we them owning things. And maybe you can make it a two days or a week. The longer it is, the better it is. The more it means. Even if it's a million people, even if it's 10 million people, and it just goes out and camps. You know, one day a year, all throughout the country, everyone, same day. See, everywhere is. I don't care if it's your front lawn. You know, not your back lawn, your front lawn. It's got to be on your front lawn for you to stay home. Can't do it private in the backyard like it's some barbecue. No, this means something. Got to do it on your front lawn. <clears throat> or your rooftop. You know, if you're in the city, do it on the rooftops. Make it a party, you know? I'll tell you. But yeah, if they did that, Banks couldn't really own all that anymore. What are they, they going to do? Kick you out? You know, let them kick you out. Can you show them? I'm willing to be kicked out. Go ahead and kick me out. We'll all be kicked out. If you kick us out, if you want to play that route, Banks, when we stop paying you, then we'll all just leave houses voluntarily. You can own it all. And guess what? Your whole system won't work. The whole system won't work. And we'll just wait. Let's see how many grumpy people we're going to have in the world. You know, they'd have to do something. They couldn't They couldn't just ignore it. Oh, sorry. They would try to ignore it for a while. They'd throw a lot of money at it. And that's where you get them. They just would, they've got just, just huge mountains of money. I don't even, not even physical money, but also huge amounts of digital money and paperwork just sitting there. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta imagine it's just this huge, like, quarter of a mile high by a mile long, by a mile wide, just this giant cube, which is money, and just, just laying on fire, all of it. And that's what you gotta do to like fix the world, quite honestly, in my opinion. And I hate to sound crude, but you know, no one likes chaos, but at the same time, it's like we can't live under this form of slavery and servitude to, you know, someone who's just a middleman. That's all banks are, they're middlemen between people, you know, conducting business on a daily basis so humanity can function. What do they do? They can take advantage of that and you know they make profit. You know, if, if anyone should not make any profit on a moral basis, it should be a bank. Because that's all you do. It's a conflict of interest. You know? It's like a gynecologist being a fucking uh, rapist. You know, it's a conflict of interest. Or a fox in a hen house, whatever you want to call it. You, know, you can't have banks making money. That's not their purpose. Their purpose is to facilitate trade and finance. For the betterment of humanity. I mean, that's it. If they can't do that, they're just there for money. You know, and screwing everyone over and trying to own everything, then, you know, they're part of the problem. They're a big part of the problem. They've been a part of the problem since day one because they were the ones who, in a large part, started the problem. Them and the, you know, your holy rollers who justified it all, 
and your political people on the top who, you know, were, were righteous enough to stay there, you know, and think they know better and best than everyone else, and use their connections to, to take control and own it all, in one form or another. We still live under the, you know, the age of kings and queens and tyrants. You know, it blows my mind that we haven't really moved away from the Middle Ages in a lot of ways, or the emperors of, like, uh, of China. You know, you always have, like, these small courts of people who just, they don't own everything. They call all the shots. You know, and that's the problem with the world. You know, why do you want to be ruled by, like, these few people? Why don't people just rule themselves? It's not impossible. We can do it. We have the technology now. You know, and that's the Achilles heel for their whole system. People don't realize this is a very tenuous time for them trying to run the world, control the world. You know, this is what they're going to use to do it in electronics. But it's also time we have the ability to communicate with each other and stand up against them. Really, this is their weakest moment right now. This is the electronic age that's budding. You know, it's still budding. It still isn't quite there yet. Now, when you have AIs everywhere, then yeah, they're kind of one. You know, we'll see. See how long they can live without the worker. And someone to take care of it, but then everyone just drops out of the system. You know, unless they think they can buy everyone out by <coughs> you know, shoveling, like, a wheelbarrow of money at them. You know, then let them. I say more power to them. And, you know, and let those people do that. I know those people who make all that money, they, they can give all that money to people who were, you know, dropping out. They can be part of the change, too. You, know, you can have corruption on, on the inside of their system as well. <clears throat> of their system. You know, people want to stay in the system and make more and more money because there's less and less workers and you demand more and more money and they just keep throwing it at you. And then take it. And then, you know, have people who are trying to help out and make change stay in your place or give them food. You know, give them money for fuel and heat and whatever the minimum needs they are. You know, try to make that money go as far as you can and help more and more people drop out of the system. You know, if you work that angle, then I say make as much money as you can. You know, if you can be a millionaire, then go be a millionaire. <clears throat> and then help out. If you're for change, you don't have to be on one side or the other. You can be on both sides of the story. You know, and that's where you can win-win on the idea. You know, usually there's this division. You know, you have to pick one side. And you know, you can be on both sides and still be on the same side. <clears throat> you know, that's the thing with when you want to change systems. You need to have a duality of it. A way in which there's no escape left and there's no escape right. There's only, like, right down the middle. In the middle, the only choice is, you know, brute force, I guess. <clears throat> which they lose all, no, all moral high ground. And that's, that's the key. They don't ever want to use brute force anymore because they lose the moral high ground. But when you force them to have to make that choice, if they're going to use brute force, or, you know, allow humanity to be in control of itself instead of its slave master one percenters, you know, they'll have to make that choice. Will they blow us all up? I don't know. Quite frankly, I uh, <laughs> I would think they're not that stupid because we have all the space and eternity to, to explore. I mean, I don't know why they don't want to play a part in that. I would love to live in a Star Trek or Star Wars kind of life. And quite honestly, it can happen a lot faster than most people think or can even dream of. You know, we have the technology. We have the blueprints of you know, how to do these things and where to go and what to do. <clears throat> you can imagine how advanced our technology is, you know, by illustration of the past, 
you know, it's still technology and it's 20 years between development and, you know, where it is. <clears throat> I can only imagine where we are in, like, almost 2020. We're, like, already at 20, you imagine the world in 2040 or 2050. Those are the weapons that we make, we make today. <clears throat> Quite honestly, if you were to judge <clears throat> the secret research and development of America by any means, it would be, you know, they're always ahead by like 20 or 30 years, maybe even more, quite honestly. Who knows? I mean, if aliens had anything involved with it directly, they could be way ahead, more than you can imagine. Like I said, more than you could possibly imagine, maybe. <clears throat> I hate to sound crazy here, but I'm just going to look at history. Like, can we imagine the uh, anti-gravity craft they have by now? Because you've been reporting research on that for almost 100 years now, or maybe 80 years. And that goes back to the Nazis. That's how long ago anti-gravity research has been going on. You know? And come on, people. You think they haven't called me yet? You'd be crazy to think they didn't. Maybe they keep that tucked away under their, their belt for their purposes only, for their rule over everyone. <clears throat> and you know what? It doesn't have to be like that. We can use all that technology today and start exploring space. I mean, no bullshit. I can only imagine the stuff they're holding out on. Like they have like two departments and one's just like mind-blowing and the other one's just you know, endless governmental bureaucracy of the show for the public, I like to say. Because that's really where it's at. I mean, <clears throat> you really don't want to defeat your enemy. You keep them developing at the rate which you show. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, you're always like 20 or 30 years out in advance. You know? And you make them waste your time and efforts on trying to keep up with you. When really, in the back, you got stuff that would just blow all their stuff away. I guarantee it. I wouldn't be shocked if there was like spaceships and went out and then pew 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 and shoot down any nuclear missile that ever came to America. I mean, quite honestly. If you think about it, why wouldn't it be? They've been talking about the Star Wars system defense laser thing since Reagan. <clears throat> you think they don't have it by yet? Come on. You know, and they're starting to leak information out about, you know, these kind of lasers and technology. So that means to me, like, okay, we're starting to see it in the press, that means to me they probably already got it. It's already there. And I know I sound like a nut or a conspiracist, and I agree, I do. I wholeheartedly agree with that. But you know, you just have to think logically and you know, have some insight and foresight about you know how things can develop. And it's like you can see it. You know, people make a story about you know where the world's going and you know some kind of big conspiracy. You know, the rule everything. You know, the rich have got it nailed down and shut. I mean, they're like lockstep, click, clock, tick, tock on the way down to it. They've been planning this, you know, who knows how far along. At least 100 years, I would guess. Maybe more. You know, they all got their stages, but, you know, the rich and powerful, they do what they can to maintain that power. They always have, and they always will. That's one thing I can guarantee everyone of. <clears throat> You'll never get the change of the world for the better from the top. Never. I mean, what fantasy land do you live in that you think someone like Donald Trump and Putin 
and seeing all of his people, you know, all those like just insanely wealthy, wealthy people, just like I'm talking like trillions of dollars here of assets they either own or claim or, you know, could say they have access to. I mean, it's just like, it's limitless how much wealth these people have. And those are the people you expect to make change. You know, you know, put your signs up. Hey, come on, got my sign in the air. You know, I, and I get you people, and I feel like if you can, you gotta do something. You go out and hold a sign. You know, that's what they tell you. But you know, it's just outdated. They just herd you together. You know, if you want to really go out and protest, you protest in groups, small groups of three or four, record it all, slow down traffic, slow down commerce. You know, especially on Christmas. You know, what is it like Black Friday? You know, any time that, you know, you want to protest something, it's like, you know, this is what we got grievances of. If you don't like it, we're going to go protest for, like, every month, you know, every Friday, once a month for a year or whatever. And we're just going to slow down economic progress. You know, you can force them to listen if you slow down their economic progress. You know, which forces other people around you to have to listen and give a shit, you know, because it slows down their lives and their economic problems. They're going to, they're going to be pissed. I'm mean, gonna go up to their senators and be like, you know, and their judges and, and their lawyers and you know, and the congressmen and the governors and be like, you gotta do something about it. Put their finger at them, you know, and then it's up to them. Are they gonna listen to you know the point, finger pointers who just want to go on their lives and you know not give a shit about anything, you know, and status quo? Are you gonna care about the people who are out there trying to make a difference and trying to make a change? Are you against the status quo? You know, are you gonna like send out cops to? Use weapons of mass destruction on your fellow, you know, city covers. You know, the people you live with every day, your neighbors. You're going to have cops throw tear gas, <clears throat> a weapon of mass destruction, biological warfare, and they use it on their own populace. And they come in with their, you know, fully armored fucking SWAT team cops over there. They look like tortoises. They think they're ready to do battle for with uh, some, like, ancient battlefield. And they come in there... They were rolling, just slamming their, their stuff and the batons and kicking down children, you know, if you want to get extreme. But yeah, they're, they're fucking people up. And they get away with it, you know. For people who are protesting, who are peacefully assembling and say we're sick and tired of this shit. You know, and, and that's your own fault, people. Because you all gather together, you know. That doesn't make any, doesn't make any difference. You think the press is going to change anything? That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get the press to come in. That's the objective of these big marches. Like, oh, we got a thousand people to do this. And you get the press there and you get some press coverage. No, you gotta stop doing it. The press doesn't give a fuck anymore. The press is owned by the rich and powerful. It's over. The press has been bought and sold in America and, quite frankly, the world today. You know, there's some new episodes that I, I, I can see. Yes, they're great. But the press listens to what the narrative they want to push. And it's just like a sideline circus show to me to get people off the game of changing the system on the most basic level of all the fucked up things that are wrong with it all at once. We need to make all these demands all at once, a full slate. Tired of it. Tired of the people. I, I can't believe no one else is. You know, and then when I think like this, I'm like, how do people not see this? How do people not logically come to these conclusions? Our world is just so fucked up. And yet no one does anything about it. Because they're so brainwashed. Just thinking in these normal terms of how you should be. 
You know, that's where they get you. Like this whole like news thing. You know, people say, well, we got to protest and the news will see us. And the news will, you know, set the world free and everyone will change because we're going to put pressure on politicians because everyone will watch the news and make, they want to make a difference. No, the news just sensationalizes. Fake news is everywhere. It's all just, it's all just static. It's all static. You know, people just need to come together. Step one, people all just need to be armed. People all just need to have cameras. People all just need to protest and slow up economic activity. You need to, instead of appealing to the press, which appeals to people, you need to appeal to people directly. This is what you're doing. You're, you're bypassing the press in this situation. You are now dealing with people directly around you who don't seem to give a shit. And those are the people you're really appealing to because you need to mess up their daily routine and let them look around and say, what the fuck is going on? You know? Why are these people slowing up economic activity around the world on this day? And boom, you know, there's your press. You know, and that'll be in the consensus. You know, why are we doing what we're doing? Why are we trying to make these changes? You know, going to a consensus society. What's wrong with a consensus society? Why can't we rule as people on the bottom? Everyone has a say. One vote, or one like, or one following. Everyone has a say in what's going on. It's no longer this, this huge hierarchical system where they rule from the top down. If you're not hurting someone, then you know I say do whatever the hell you want. You want to drink? You want to smoke? You know if you're doing it, you're, you're, if you're doing it naked on the street, as long as you're not fucking with people and hurting them, you know let the idiot walk down the street naked and drunk. I say. I mean, some people want to live their lives like that. You know, and it's sad, but, you know, people got to get out of their system. The morality police we have today, they codify all this bullshit. It's making humans feel chained to, you know, what the master says. You change your soul. You know, people just need to get this all out of their system and then, you know, be just better people. You know, I don't know how to say it, but it's so hard to get people to be good people. It's amazing. Because you know, they're also brainwashed by the system. I just can't get over it. Like, especially the whole work thing. The wealth and the, and the need and the power. It's just like, oh, it's just endless. It's, it's kind of sickening how the, how the world is to me in a lot of ways. <clears throat> that we let it go on. You know? We, it's because we feel like we don't have any power. And there's this whole divide to left and right. That you, you feel like if you do anything... The other half is going to do exactly the same thing and you're going to be stuck in the middle. <clears throat> we have this polarization because they want nothing to happen. You know, they want us to be stuck in the middle, feel like we have no power when we go out and vote. <clears throat> and they win because no one goes out and vote. No one cares. And quite frankly, they're right. They won that. They won that whole deal. They've already they've manipulated the voting system so much. It's delegitimized to me in my eyes. You know, I don't believe in representational you know, I don't believe in the honesty of representational democratically elected government rights to do it fairly and honestly. You know, like this gerrymandering thing. It's like it's one. It's the last gasp attempt. You know, to you know rig the system in your favor. You know, to force you know your way of thinking down everyone else's throat, even though you aren't the majority. You know, you want to hang on to the past instead of. You're making 
a future with change that's a better world. You know, but quite honestly, I, I agree with a lot of people on both sides. You know, you're never going to make a change for a better world on our system or under. You know, everything that they say that, you know, this is how you should do it. And if you do it, you know, it's going to get better. But <clears throat> deep down, you know, it's not going to get that much better because it's just going to be the same old bullshit as before. And, you know, and it's true. You know, that's exactly how it's going to go. Unless people have, like, really huge fundamental shifts in the way the world works, you know? You know, they're right. You know, everyone's divided because nothing ever is ever going to happen in the system they have. It's true. I agree with both sides. You know, why would you vote in a system like this? Representation of government is broken. It's always been broken. You know, I feel like it was less broken when it began, <clears throat> but now it's so broken it's it's unfixable in my opinion. And we have the technology now. Why do you want this top-down, legal mumbo-jumbo, crazy, endless, corporate, and criminal, and you know, moral laws everywhere just controlling us? <clears throat> when you should be able to fit all that shit in a, in a book of code of ethics of some kind you know, that you can read you know, in a week or two. You should be able to finish it off. You should be able to read it. You know, if you can't read it, then it's too big, quite honestly. It shouldn't, it shouldn't take longer than one semester, maybe two at the most, to know the rules of the world without getting into ridiculous case law. You know, if people just, you know, live together and be peaceful, you wouldn't need someone to show this law. I mean, all the wealth goes to the top. Banks own it all. What if that was reversed? What if everyone owned it all? What if everyone was employed? What if everyone had a piece of that pie that they keep telling you is growing? You know? I've been waiting for that piece of pie to grow for so long. That's what they always tell. Like, we're going to grow this pie bigger in the economy and everyone's going to have more. You know, every time the pie grows... The only people have more are the rich and the powerful. And if they don't have more, it's the debtors that have more. The debtors get more of that pie than anyone else, quite honestly. Meanwhile, all the people who own all this ocean of debt are floating to the top on their yachts. And we're all, you know, we got our lifelines on the bottom, like, either way on the bottom, like <clears throat> scuba divers or you got the dumbbells, high compression stuff. You know, they're all on the top on their boats, and we're all on the bottom in the muck. You know, that's the world that we live in. <clears throat> it doesn't work. I mean, I'm here to tell you. Just, I'm just being honest here. I'm shooting straight from the hip. But, you know, I feel like... I know I'm, everyone's going to hate me when I say this, but I feel like the capitalist system, as great as it, as it is, is not working anymore. Quite honestly. You know, it was great back in the day, and it helped out a lot with a lot of things. And I'm, I'm not, you know, <clears throat> being positive about the things that those who control this did in a lot of ways. But I could see why it happened. But now it's a hindrance more than anything else. The way that they control us is just going to be the ruin of humanity. I don't know if they're doing it on a purpose, 
over tall because it's just too big of a monster to handle and they can't do it anymore. I can guarantee, guarantee that if everyone knew how to run the system, work in the system, and had something to do with the system, and you know got an equal part of the system, everyone would pitch into the system, and the whole world would be so much better off because you get so much more done with like billions of people doing it versus like you know the input of billions is gonna be way better than input of like a couple million people in charge, you know at best, maybe even a couple thousand. <clears throat> and that's just the, that's the world we live in you know we live in the world of money and greed and fear and hate and disgust loathing I mean just, just name the emotion I mean it's fucking out there going on you know in huge amounts and not so much because of the emotion but you know just for a little more power a little bit more money you know it's always for sale you know that's what rules everything nowadays though I feel like people just need to <clears throat> chillax for you know a good ten or fifteen years, whatever it takes, <clears throat> until the system changes. I mean, there are steps that you can take, that everyone can take, to force the system to change. It's not violent. It's right. It's American. <clears throat> and there's not a goddamn thing they can do about legal because you have the right to do these things. And if everyone did it. And made that statement that you really want change, then there's really nothing they can do about it. And if you vote for your dollars and you know buy from the guy down the street versus <clears throat> ordering everything on Amazon, you know you're a patriot in my opinion. Why would you order something on Amazon when you get like a used phone on Craigslist or whatever like local marketplace that 3D prints it? You know I think that's the next world to be. I mean everything should just be 3D printed in my opinion. If you can't 3D print it, then we need to make technology better so that it does. You know, Multi-material, 3D printing or everything. There's no reason I can't, you know, go to a couple places around town who have 3D printed up enough parts to put it more settled together, you know, for instance. Or enough parts to put a toaster together. And then you got your plastic guy, you got your metal guy, your sheet metal guy, maybe your electronics guy. And then you're a somewhere dude. And they send it all day somewhere dude and he puts it together and then boom, it's ready for you in a week. Yeah, or whatever. Maybe that day. Maybe they're already done. You know, that's even better. If they're done, then you just have some warehouse guy. That's the next step. And you just go get the warehouse. And the warehouse could be in your garage. You get the main warehouse, it distributes, so everyone brings their stuff to you. And then they grab a bunch of stuff, you know, they divvy it up a little bit with everyone's. They put it in the garage and then everyone sells each other's stuff. And you keep track of it. You know, someone needs like a duck call, you know, they don't want to go too far. There's like 10 places in town that have duck calls. You can go get them. You pick one, and if you can go get it, you can have it delivered to you that day. And that's another killer app. If you could do this, another killer part of that would just be have delivery drivers just for that. Like the home is on. Everyone has stuff that's 3D printed at their home, and it's either driven around, or if it's small and light enough, it's flown around by drones. I mean, like, there you go. That's the future right there. And, you know, and it's the future the rich want. But you know what? They want it without us there, in my opinion. I mean, does everyone think it's all just going to turn into this, like, socialist paradise once robots and AIs take over and the rich and things and everything? It's like, ha-ha, I won a monopoly. Let's all be friends now. You know, you think that's what, you know, 
the guys who win Monopoly think when you're done with Monopoly in real life? No. I'm not going to be like all friendly with you and like throw the wad of cash back on the, in the box and be like, okay, let's all be friends now and work together. We'll go about our daily lives. No. When they win Monopoly, it's like, boom, they own everything. What are you going to do about it? Sucks to be you. I mean, if you don't believe me, just look at history. I mean, <laughs> facts is facts. I mean, when have the rich and powerful ever been benevolent? You know, they always like point at things like, oh, we have these funds, da 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 da. Yeah, the reason you have all these funds is because you've you pilfered the the, uh, the effort and the time and wealth of humanity and resources for hundreds of years. Of course, you have all this money. You know, that, that's proof right there that you've had so much money. You're just giving away billions of dollars. You know, obviously, if you have that much money. There's something wrong with your business model where you weren't ethical enough to make the world work without profiteering from, you know, slave labor, in my opinion. Slave labor everywhere. You know, we're all slaves of labor. They own it on purpose. They do it to divide us. You know, and I'm not saying <clears throat> it's necessarily a, a bad thing. And, you know, it, it's a history. And it's a history we need to change. You're not trying to point fingers while at the same time I am, but... You know, it's just something that needs to change. And people need to recognize it before they can change it. And we've had various forms of slavery in the world. And, you know, the one today is economic. Everyone's an economic slave in one form or another. If you really think about it. We're all buried under this mountain of debt. And they got all these guys on the top, like, sitting on their thrones of gold. This is pile of, I always imagine these piles of golden coins or whatever. You know, on the top of these golden coins and crowns and jewels, opulence background. You know, you got like people like Donald Trump, Putin, or Z, or all these other like super rich people or CEOs sitting on these mountains of cash, and then like all the things they did to get there, like in the gold, like broken golf courses or broken casinos. Yeah, <clears throat> whatever Donald Trump has broken, you know. Fake brand names, Trump on everything. Just put like Trump on everything. <laughs> like Trump branding. Also, everyone can worship Trump. You know, Trump is like such a brand. It's like almost like a cult, a cult of money. You know. Yeah, and that's what that's what money does. It trumps everything. Quite honestly, money is the ultimate trump. Money buys everything. Humans respond to money. People are self-interested. That's a fact. They'll do anything for money. They're greedy. They're desperate. You know, the system's made is made them like that. And so people gotta realize. You need to realize that <clears throat> the reactions you want to have is giving in and playing into the system that they created and the situation that they've created in this instance because you're going to think like that because that's how you were brought up in the system. You're going to be angry. You're going to want things. You're going to want to see something happen, you know? And you got to resist it. You just need to make the world work without them. And if it doesn't work without them, work together to, like, just survive in it enough. No ambition. No, nothing, nothing happens until change happens, you know? In a holistic way. And you gotta convince people to come to your side. Yeah, big people, little people. It'd be good to get some big fish.
I feel like every actor and singer should run for Congress. You know, or like educator. I'm sick of seeing lawyers and career politicians running everything. If you want to change the world, hire some artists to be your congressman. I don't care if you're left, if you're right, if you're artist running and they're Republican, if you have an artist running and they're liberal. I feel like both sides, you know, if you're a Democrat or Republican, if you see someone who's an artist who's running, you should vote for them. I don't care what side they're on. And if everyone did that in every state, then you kick all the career politicians and clean the muck up out of Congress. I mean, one thing Trump has shown me, it's the power of celebrity. Holy shit. You know, if Trump can do it, what if every actor did it? I always think Jake Gyllenhaal. I always feel like he would be like a good guy to run for. I don't like governor or congressman. And everyone in California would vote for him. Like if he left or right, he'd be the guy. He can vote. He can run on the middle. I mean, run for the purple party, the middle party. And that's another thing. We need a middle party. People need to come together. <clears throat> I don't care if you're left or right. Vote for the purple party. Vote for real change. Every artist down in that position, stuff would start changing. I don't care who you put in there. I don't care if it's a country artist, a rap artist, a rock artist. You know, Vote for Bobby Blitz Allworth. I think the Blitz is cool. I'll talk to the Blitz. He's a fucking cool dude. He knows a lot of shit. He's a reasonable man. This is what you want. Reasonable women and reasonable men in charge. People who can compromise and make deals and make the world work and happen. You know, that's your job. And simplify it. You know? Get rid of like 90% of the bullshit already. And just make a system that works. And then stick to it. Go with it. Stop trying to twitch to every, every like year to five years in order to, you know, get your side to win a little more. You know, extort some more money from the banking cartels of the world. You know, so you can get reelected. <clears throat> you know, that's what the, that's what they do. And if people are in there who aren't like that, you need to change the culture of leadership in this country. That's all you got to do. I don't care if you're left or if you're right. Everyone just change the culture of leadership, and we tweaked a few rules. <clears throat> and we made it so we had a consensus, you know, you get a congressman in power, you know, their their power is how many people are in their consensus, you know, if we still have congressmen. Quite honestly, I feel like we need to bring it back, back down to a state level, you know, if anything. We're still the United States, but states are number one. <laughs> and they pick one of five, three to five rules. You get a book and, like, every book has a rule and you pick... One side, it's like a checkbox for everything. And when you change states, it's like, boom, this is the difference. So you can have different states with different ideas in a little different way. And if you like that kind of way of living, you want to live in a, in a, in a state where you got all these like really religious people, then go live there. Live in religion paradise. And when you go over the border, you know, either you have to give up your gun or you go get your gun in the border. You know? Either abortion's there or it's not. Now stop bothering people on the other size of the state line and, tell, and telling them what to do. And that's the thing. You need to get the vocal idiot asshole people of your side who's always bitching and moaning and dividing people to shut the fuck up so we can all just like get along. Especially your abortion and gun people and your racist people. And there's so many people who just bitch and moan in this world and the media listens to and it divides us all. If you put them in the back seat and shut them the fuck up and have your 
your reasonable people in the middle like come to a consensus to solve these issues, we could fix the world overnight. You know, we can have nuclear power that powers the world. We can get rid of nuclear bombs. You know, we can get rid of everything that we don't need. No guns. I mean, we know military because the entire country's armed. Why would you need a military? You know, you can like learn how to run most military weapons based on simulators. And you know what I train soldiers? You know, if you want to get paid to be on a simulator all the time to learn how to fly various forms of weapons, you know, go for it. But you really want to have a military and have everything 3D printed and constantly. That's what you do, just constantly upgrade that 3D printing system and the technology involved with it. You know, that's the future. 3D printing militaries. You know, instead of having these huge weapons expenditures every year, just have these huge factories that can crank everything out instantly. You want F-15s or, you know, drone versions of F-15s? Do it. Why have one giant airplane when you can have like 20 of them? And they, help. they don't have pilots, but they're like flown by pilots. You know, if you really need them, you can drone out an army like that. You know, as long as you can protect against nukes, you know, with a skeleton force, you could totally do it. That's the thing, you know, it's hard to really trust people. Because even if your side does it, it doesn't mean the other side is going to as well. You know, that's that's the thing that the mutually sure destruction pact that the leaders have used to topple and divide us on a national level. You know, and that, that's, a, that's a wholly other issue. You know, getting Russia and China to agree with America, you know, to disarm, you know, Pakistan and India, you know, maybe leading the way. You know, that'd be great. But it's like <clears throat> trying to lead a horse to water or herding cats. It's not easy. It's almost like you got to get them caught in some kind of, I don't know, a catch-22 or a twist or show them up, you know, like Pakistan and India. You know, change. I mean, I would love to see everyone make a deal on, you know, if if someone has the foresight to see that, you know, disarming the world of nukes and creating free nuclear energy, you know, solving this global warming issue like that, would probably be like the best leader ever of the 21st century. Who wouldn't want to be that guy? That's what I understand about these people. It's like, you do know if you solve all these problems, you'd probably be like the best leader ever. You know, and to me, it's like either they're too concerned about it being in power, or they're stupid, or they have some kind of master plan. I hate to sound crazy, but, you know, all I can do is look at history and be like, yeah. They've been pulling strings around the world, you know, forever. Especially in the last hundred years. You know, but people just don't care. It's like, you do realize every war we've had has been because leadership has decided to build up arms and then go into these wars. And when you build up arms, even if you're like the, the ethically good side of a war, when you build up arms... You're giving the other side an excuse to build up arms against you. You know, everyone did it. It was a fact. Every every country built up arms to a certain degree. You know, I mean, in Europe, the Nazis, in the in, in the sabotaging of the war, but well, actually, World War One, they built up more arms. That was more of an arms race. World War Two, they created a situation where you're just going to have a continuation of the same thing. You know, how can you have the German people live like that? That was just stupid. Unless you meant to do it. 
That's my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> if you want to know what it's like to be me, I mean, you just gotta look at my words or listen to my words. You know, what I type or what I say. You know, no one listens to me. Who am I gonna talk to? I tried to talk to Al, but she can't even hear so much of it. She's like, ugh. All the crazy conspiracy talk. Yeah, well, that's what everyone would think. That's a, that's a hard thing to talk to you about this. It's just like, you just get like these blank stares. They're like, uh huh. Head nodding. You know, 20,000 yard stare. It's like, man, wake up, people. If you don't understand about your world today, you need to go out and find out, like, just how just all things are going on, like, and how it's connected. To me, I see the connections. You know, I see how it's just the play between the top and the bottom. You know, we need to make that shift. You know, at the same time, it's like, it's not just a shift of power, it's a shift of mindset more than anything. And all people have to do is stop being afraid of the government. You know, you can change anything, like, anything, overnight. As long as you have like, a clear, concise plan, and everyone just stands together and does it, it's game over, man. It's like that, poof. No bullshit. That's the thing, it's such a big thing, it's like, how am I, as one guy, going to convey to it? I mean, I have these great ideas and plans, and she's like, how am I going to convey to the world? It actually gets me to do these things. It's like, it's such a big thought, you know, to just sit here and think, how can you change everything in the world? This is what I do, I, in my mind, I pick apart these these problems, and I try to think of a solution to it, and look at different angles, and, and over time see how that intermingles and mixes with, you know, incorporating other things that support it, to get like the supporting system of change, and no matter which way they try to go, it's like, the, the flow if they go on one supports the other side, you know what I'm saying, you know, people are like cracking down on protesters, and, you know, people could drop out more, I don't know. I mean, you can go around and around. There's so many ways of, you know, quote unquote, skinning that cat to <clears throat> making change in the world. But really, it's just like a change of himself. You know, he just has to have this mind shift. You know, wake up one day and be like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why do I care so much about what other people think? You know, why am I so why am I so beholden to everything and everyone around me in society? This is why no one knows me because I've I've gone through that. You know, I've you know, I've been in it and I've like realized like you don't need all that. You don't need to listen to what society says or care what society thinks about you or live by their rules. You know, you can have change. You know, but the first thing, it, the change starts from within. You know, how do you have change from within? 
if everything about you is focused on everything externally, who you are, you know, you can't have that change until everything else is just like, I always imagine it's like red threads like coming out of you. Yeah, in one form or another, or blue threads from your mind or red threads from your heart. You know, all these things that are like pluck at you to, to prevent you from being whole. You know, and this, this goes on to the whole duality thing. It's like, what's it like knowing what the universe is like? You know, once everyone becomes like a more level playing field of a world where everyone's equal and works together and yada yada, you know, we quite possibly could go into the space age. And what's it like living in the space age? I mean, it's different. It's a different mindset. That's one thing about thinking about being on a ship in space. It's another thing to uh, be in a can that's floating in a vacuum. So high above the earth, you can't even see it, you know? And you're just floating in the emptiness of space. You know, it's different. It's a different mindset. You know, we may be able to go fast, or we may be able to go slow. It really depends on our technology, availability, and progression, if it ever gets released. Or it may be, like, super advanced. I'm talking, like, portals you could walk through. Boom, you're on the other side of the, the galaxy. And who knows? I believe the technology could be there. There's a reason Stargate was probably made. To get people used to the idea of, like, windows you can walk through, doors you can walk through, to another world. It's not too far from the possibility of reality. I like the way they did that idea in the... What was it? The Castlevania. And Dracula had this mirror that he could, like... It was, like, fragments, and then it came together... Like you've had rewound time or something on it, and it came together after it was broken. So you'd use it as like a portal. It's funny how like it's so linked. Like a change of mindset of the world to be peaceful, to working together, is really all you really need. And the people that just start like taking steps to make that happen. Everyone, and working together, and how that changes who you are. Instead of being a fearful person, you know, and <clears throat> stressing about work and life every day, you're you're more mellow and trusting one another. You just give like a person on the side of the street a ride; they need to go somewhere. No more taxis, just people. So once a ride, you look it up, and then oh, someone down the street needs a ride from here. I'm going that way. App says I can pick them up. Do it. I can be there in two or three minutes, and boom, you get your neighbor, they get in the car, you wait maybe like a minute or two, whatever you want to wait, whatever your setting is, and then boom, you go down to where you were going, and on your way, you drop them off. Well, they, they can either get there all the way, or getting on the way. You know, and that comes down to, you know, friends, of, circle of friends, how far away do you know this person? Can you trust this person? The transparency of this person. You know, people interact with this person, what do they think about her? It's transparent. On the network, you can like rate anyone. You can see how much they put in and how much they take out of society by helping out. You know, it's there. The information is there. You can see what this person's like before you pull up to him. You can be like driving up and there's this guy on the side of the road, you're a mile away, and boom, popping up that he needs a ride somewhere. Look at him. Yeah, he's got a good rating. He's like two people away from me that I know. Like, who do you know? Because, you know, most of these people are going to be local, you know? 
Yeah, that was a great way to meet people. You know, people can meet and talk and socialize. And it's the best thing ever, in my opinion, to get people to like actually talk about the problems of the world. You know, how to fix it. You know, what their opinions are. Spread the word. I mean, getting around the city like that is the best way to change as much as protesting. You know, if you can't protest, you can get the walls to protest. You know, hitchhike everywhere. You know, be in and out. Some kind of hitchhiking app. It's not even for like making money with taxis. It's all about hitchhiking. You know, you're just a transparent person that everyone can look at. You're ready. You have a picture. You definitely need to have a picture. If the picture doesn't match, I recommend not letting it in your car with an address. The more verified they are, the better. And that's the main reason no one helps anyone out, because they don't know each other. When you meet someone who you know, needs some help, you look them up, you see who they are and what they've done, how much they help out, and how far away of friendship you are from them, or knowing them, you're more likely to be inclined to help them out. If they know someone who knows your son, you know, or like the father of someone in your son's class, so there's like you know, two or three degrees of separation. Well, you might help someone out. Society should be more like that. Not a, not a system of bean counting so the rich and powerful have everything. It's just a matter of helping each other out to get things going and you know, doing your part to make it all hum. That's for everyone. You know, not a matter of like just you know taking it all for yourself and hoarding. It's a matter of doing you can, all you can, to make the world a better place. And in doing that making the world for yourself a better place. You make the world a better place and it actually gets better for everyone, eventually it'll be better than it is now for everyone. Imagine a world where we have spaceships that are normal. You know, no war. With, you know, people on the bottom leading the way. Consensus and, you know, laws that make sense. There's been a compromise. Also, you can read and actually understand. No more just case law, no more patents, no more copyrights. I may be copywriting for a short period of time. Yeah, but no more patents. <laughs> Especially no more patent extending. I'm so sick of the various ways they, they troll patents and patent extends in these countries. And most of them don't even recognize it. You know? The patent system is bro so broken, I don't know why you even look at it anymore. There are a few rich people in power. You know, other than them, you know, destroying this patent system would be the best thing humanity could ever do. It'd be like unlocking the potential of humanity. And everyone would take all these patents, put all these ideas together. It's like just a huge mining trove of ideas and patents that no one uses because no one wants to pay for them. Or someone, someone owns it and they don't want anyone else to use it. There's all these exclusivities. You know, no one wants to work together. But if everyone started working it, there were no patents, all these companies would be forced, practically, you know, to bring their stuff down in te te technological difficulty, you know, in ways of being made. Everything would just be better on a whole. And that's what you gotta work for. If you get rid of all the patents and start making the best shit, everyone would have the best stuff in the world right now. 
don't know. It just, it just seems to me it's so much more efficient. You know, if you get to the point where, you know, you're talking to someone on Mars in real time, why wouldn't you want to make that kind of thing happen versus living in a world where we're doled out cell phones that are made to break in, you know, two to three years because they won't update the apps, you know, or over expensive cell phone plans to communicate with one another and we're restricted and monitored and tracked and you know compute compute input in the computer so they can profile us for everything. You know, that's what goes on. We're profiled. You wanna know what's really going on on the internet? The government? And how they're being fascists? They're profiling everyone. You know, and to me it's just like where's that gonna go one day? And you gotta think about it, where's that gonna go one day? You profile everyone, and someone decides to, you know, clean house. You know, that's just my opinion. That's why I be, I, I'm on the side of the Republicans on this. It's like, if you want to be free, you need to be armed. Because <laughs> eventually someone's going to take your gun away. Or they're going to do something to try to. And then they'll do whatever the hell they want. And that's how they rule. I mean, they, quite frankly, they rule by fear of legal enforcement of, you know, the gun or imprisonment or loss of income, loss of wealth. You know, that's how they rule us. You know, weapons of mass destruction, the ultimate gun. They basically have, like, you know, thousands of guns pointed at the earth. They blow up all these cities and all these people in it. You know, those are your leaders for you. Those are our leaders. They have weapons of mass destruction, which is Blow the world up whatever they want, you know. And it's not against each other. No, no, no. They're all on cahoots. It's against each other's population. It's just their own civilians in a way. You know, they threaten each other's population. And in doing so, they threaten their own population. Because there would be no justification for the other side to threaten you if you didn't already threaten them. You know, that's the whole catch-22 with that. If... It's like, say, America didn't threaten the world. The world would have no excuse to threaten America. But because we do threaten the world, everyone's got nukes. That, that's what's happened. You know, you can't go back in time and change that. That's just fact. You know, we were the only ones that actually used them. We came up with the damn things. You know, that's an indisputable fact. You know, I hate to put America in the bad light here, but facts is facts. It's like whale biologists. It calls them when you see them. But we can't change that. We could get rid of the nukes and be a leader in free energy for our people and free energy for the world through the ending of nuclear weapons and taking these weapons of mass destruction out of the hands of these madmen. It's like, seriously, you want these people, Trump, Putin, Xi, and his henchmen that are, a lot of them probably think like North Koreans. I mean, I hate to call, you know, calls it as he sees it, but your best friends are North Koreans. It's like, that, that's the threat you put out. That, you know, if you don't like the capitalist, you know, run style of control of China, you know, the option is, you know, a communist, you know, North Korean style way of China. You know, that's the threat you put out when you're supporting North Korea. It's like, if you don't like us like we are and all the stuff we do, well, we can be like North Korea. You know, and that's not cool. Why are you supporting North Korea? Other than that reason. That's just how it is. This is how these people do things. 
you know, we divide the Middle East and Pakistan and India. You know, they're the big nuclear show-off, too. Really, I think they probably have the best chance, quite honestly, of coming together and changing. I mean, it blows my mind to say this, but they, quite frankly, are the most likely countries to come together and make a peace deal. India and Pakistan. You know, all you gotta do is be like, you know what? This line between India and Pakistan, poof, gone. Gone. No more, no more British segregation of society. We're all gonna start living with each other. And it's gonna suck for a while, but there'll be a lot of changes. There'll be a lot of good things. And you could be the, the country that puts nuclear weapons down and powers India with nuclear weapons for the next, I would say at least a hundred years. I don't know how much energy would make it, what the numbers are in India. In Pakistan, but I know they got nukes. <clears throat> How much that would run for power for the countries, I don't know. But if India agrees to make it, you know, and supply it to Pakistan, you know, and open up the border to have peace, you know, we're going to give you all of our technology and our, our economic system. <clears throat> you're going to give us space to grow into. You know, you're going to get the whole new modern city. We're basically going to take Pakistan and make it like the best version of India we could ever plan. Which is like these super awesome mega cities. You know, this is the plan. I, I, I really, really suggest to India, you want to change the world, move to Pakistan. You just make, you take the, the best models of city production in the world, like they have in like the Middle East, you know, like that self-sustaining city, and build that in Pakistan. And everyone in India who's rich can move over there, put all their money into it. Then all, after all that sells, all that money or whatever. I hate to go with save money, but in the start it's going to be money. <clears throat> they take all that money and make more cities and then keep bringing more people over constantly. And then as it empties out of India into Pakistan, then you can do the opposite. Now Pakistan's the place to go. And you do the opposite. You start tearing up and rebuilding the old cities in India. You know, why not re, why not like make more modern big cities in India and re-nature the surrounding areas, build up and down, not out. You want to have awesome mega cities? Build down, build up, you know, build sideways in the ground. Heck, build tunnels of cities along, along the surface of the, of the world as well with trams, you know, huge parks, you know. But you gotta get rid of this urban sprawl. Urban sprawl is killing India. Urban sprawl is killing the world. Urban sprawl is the problem. And that's just fact. You get rid of the urban sprawl and everyone, I mean everyone in the cities that you build that are new, has public transportation that actually works for everyone all the time. It's the backbone of the city. Not only are you transporting, you know, energy and water and septic and you, and, and food and you know materials, but you're transporting people. Everything is planned in the city. But that would take a ton of effort. It'd be really amazing to see that happen though.
What a dream. They got a lot of plans and a lot of problems in the world, but <clears throat> although I'd probably put it out there as a plan, I don't know how high it'd be on my list of making it happen. <clears throat> Those people really hate each other. And I just don't get it. There's I mean I get that they hate each other for past shit, but if you go past long long enough, you're more alike than you're different. The only reason you hate each other is because the West made you hate each other. They fall into the Western white man's old rule, old money division powers. Fall and pray to it. You let it happen. And it's happened. There's nothing you can do about it. It's fact. But you change it. You can always change it. No one wants to change it. I don't know. Quite honestly, if you think about it, in a way, India is the most likely place. You know why? Here's the thing on India. Their youth votes. That's right. For youth votes. If you could just convince the youth to change all the fundamental problems with the system in the country and have a clear, concise, goal-oriented way of getting out of all this bullshit, and then all the youth have to do is vote people in who would make those fundamental changes and then poof, you have a consensus society. And then now we're getting shit done. You know, if India wants to, if China wants to come running across the border shooting us, you know, and then the world is going to have to watch that. Getting rid of the military. Pfft, gone. You know, and then that's actually a good thing. China invades India, then China looks like a real asshole, don't they? And the rest of the world should step up. I mean, that's just fact. If you're going to, like, run into a country and destroy it because it's trying to do a good thing by ending war and the decentralization of power of the world, and then you look like a real bad guy. You're on the definitely on the wall, low ground in doing so. I feel like if a country ever did that in these days, you know, the, uh, even if they may win the battle from one country and trying to take over territory and, you know, killing people and whatever the hell they do in these, in these countries anymore, you know, the country that did so would be in such a moral low spot that most countries would have nothing to do with them anymore. If they were moral until they change and then I put a lot of pressure on the people who did that by their civilian populace because they're going to be kind of pissed that the whole world doesn't want to do any trade with them they don't want to deal with them they don't want to let them in their country nothing just nothing it. you know like say India attacks if China attacks India or India attacks China you know whole world just freezes like that's it we're done you're bad. You're done.
I'll never understand the Chinese control machine. And I do it in a way, but it's just like, man, it was going back to the old ways of control. You're just being just like the West. The more you change, the more you become the ones that you hate. America's more like the West than the West is nowadays in a lot of ways. The way they centralize money and power. <clears throat> I feel like communism, and I hate to say, I hate to like be critical or be pro or against an ideal so it's such as big as communism. But quite honestly, communism has never had a chance to work. You know, I've talked to people like this and it's like, it's true. When has communism ever worked when it wasn't always fighting against the West? The thing about communism, though, is it doesn't work because not only is it because it's against the, always fighting against the West with weapons development and idealism and <clears throat> wars and depleting all the wealth of the nation and self-interest, <clears throat> but communism is, again, self-interested and corrupt, just like any other system in the world. I mean, nothing has changed on that front. <clears throat> they don't run, they don't rule things like the kings and queens of old as they usually do, but they rule it from this, oh, we're going to have consensus, quote-unquote. But really, they don't. This is the thing that bugs me about communism. That's negative. You know, you're communist. I would think, like, the entire country would have a red card. Like, literally. Why not hand a red card out to every single person in the country? Everyone gets a vote. You know? You branch something up in the whole party. The entire Communist Party of China. The entire... What, like two, three billion people of China, whatever it's going to be, have a say. Consensus. You can even break consensus up by state. There's no reason you can't do a multi state, <clears throat> multi, uh, multiple ways of being on the left or right of an issue. You know, with the three to five. You know, checkbox way of doing government. That doesn't change as you move across the country. When you go from one part to another, it's like the rules change. You make everyone happy in your country. They can all live the life they want. You can have very liberal areas. You can have very conservative areas. All within the framework. You can't have super conservative. And you can't have super liberal. It's got to be within the consensus of three to five rule that's been come up with. So when people move around, it's like, okay, I know where I'm at. Look at on my smartphone. This is what I watch out for going from this part of the country to the other because the rules have changed and everyone can get along. It's not possible, people. We have the technology. But again, you know, it's centralized power. That's the problem. You just want to stay centralized. It's like that everywhere. And what can really be done is change it. You know, it's like cracking the biggest nut you could ever think of cracking. I'm like this man-sized squirrel with a nut that's like a mile high. And it's like the biggest nut ever. And you just got to find like this perfect line. Just be like, this is the line. I see it going up. This huge crack just hit just right. Wow, line just goes right around it. Crack just goes right around that nut. Boom, splits right open. You know, and that's what I imagine I could theoretically do someday. Crack that nut. Giant 
mile high size one. And boom, you got like a even larger world tree. <laughs> you don't break down the system and eat it up. You know, break down the system and make it grow. You know, well, that's the key. You can't just break the system and be like, okay, that's all scavenge what's left and be like savages. No, you need to break the system and make it grow, make it work, make it function. You know, go do your job that you do every day. You know, but a little different, you know, with the kind of mindset of you know, what you're doing affects everyone and everything. You know, how you act and how you lack of your participation in the system. You know, by not voting or not giving a shit. It matters. I feel if people do that, you know, we get to avoid this post-apocalyptic nightmare that they always, like, tell us we might have if the super rich and powerful ever push that red button. So sick and tired of new sensationalism going back to that. Like man, being important to to the, to, the, to what's really going on and making changes. I don't know why you're even important on it no more. I'm so sick of the circus of distraction. News is there to help humanity make decisions and make change for better. We got so many problems that need to be fixed. And all news does is like sit in the way and yammers on and on to make money. You know, who can make the biggest sparkle to make the most money? That's what news is, to get the biggest amount of, you know, commercials backing it, and companies backing it with money. And news should be about the substance. It should help you change things. It should be focused on what's important. It should be critical of news sources that make nothing but bullshit. I mean, most importantly, there ain't no real news going on. Fucking report on that endlessly. Well, the system's fucked up. And this news source, 90% of what they say is bullshit. You know, and make that an issue. I mean, that's a huge scoop. You know, why isn't that illegal? Why is fake news a legal thing? You're going to talk about one thing that, like, undermines democracy. The very core is the idea of the, and the actuality of fake news existing today. And, and it's allowed to be getting away with. And this is a Russian style of running things. 
You have all those fake news around here. You don't know what's real. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You know, that's how it's done. America's moving to a Russian-style way of news. Controlling the system. You know, you control the narrative. It's like... That's it. You don't... There's nothing about left to talk about when you're controlling the narrative already. Just as media strictness a distraction from the, what really is really going on. How can you make an informed decision as a, as a society? You really don't know what the fuck's going on. All the news out there is just bullshit. No one even cares. And this is where, like, you know, electing. Famous and famous artists and music people in the government and just changing everything. Those people get it. And they're sick of it. I don't care if you're left or right. You know, if everyone just gave up caring about all the hot button shit that they push on us and say we want no decisions on any of that for the next ten or twenty years. I don't care if you're left or right. There's no gay activism. There's no pro anti-abortion activism. There's no gun activism. There's no the racism, activism, and all this bullshit. We just took together for like 10 years or 5 years or 10 years or whatever. Just, everyone vote for like artists to go in these positions and change everything. If we could do it, we could take over this whole system again. That the voter actually matters. What can happen? It is theoretically possible to change this country. Because we can vote for our, our representational government. To vote people in those positions to change the fundamental nature and structure of the system. So it's better, fairer, more equitable, and a consensus of the people. The government should be a voice of the people. And right now, the government is the voice of the people. The government is the voice of like a few people who have it all, and the people that shout at them from the sides. That's where our government is today. Special interest and self-interest. If you think that will ever change from the top down, you're crazy. That's just crazy talk. You think the rich and powerful are ever going to give up wealth and fame and money and power? That's crazy. They'll never have them. Never. If it does, it's only because we started the change first. I think it will never happen, because they will never start to change. It will only happen from the bottom. And this is a fact. You want to change the world. You knew the people around you need to change it. Donald Trump and Putin and Z aren't going to get off their asses. And help out all the super poor in the world. Ain't gonna happen.
Sometimes I think I'm either a madman or a genius. You know, planning and thinking of things like this. I guess it depends if I actually do anything and or actually does anything. It's really order to throw up. In the course of events in the world that go on, that transpire because of it, I also feel like a lot of changes need to happen just because of geographical location. And if you really want to start changing things <clears throat> and the government can't control you, it's who you marry. They could live anywhere in the world. That's one way of definitely shifting the dynamic if half your population is always moving to another country every year. You can't stop the world from being a, a world nation. Everyone just moved because they married someone. I mean, I don't like marriage, but if you're going to marry, that's a good reason. And two people can just move. And with the people who want to help create the change and they can stay in their apartments or whatever. <clears throat> this really breaks down tribal. Well, elitism you get in a lot of countries. Like the Middle East. They're so like segregated because of religion and tribal stuff. The only way we're gonna solve it is just like have everyone just move around. Just mix it all up. Around and around it swirls. Until every neighborhood you live in is like a mini version of the Middle East. In every country. The Middle East basically has to become like the United States. You have your states, they're all a little different. Everyone can move around in it. It'd be so much better off. Everyone would be. 
but those in power would never want to give that up. And that's always the issue. You want to have a caliphate, it's like, why do you have like one guy or a group of guys in charge? Why can't the caliphate be like a consensus form of that? Why can't people just voice their opinion and that's what happens? And you want the voice of the people and there you go. One person shouldn't be the voice of the people. That's crazy. I mean, you hate the West so much. Look at how we run the West. That's exactly how we do it. We have like a couple of rich, powerful people in charge. You know, and you want to emulate us even more with that. You want to like be just like the West. It blows my mind that people buy into it. But they do. Mostly because a lot of the religious extremists just point guns in your faces over there. And they say a bunch of words and expect you to adhere to them because of your religion or society's rules. And that's a problem. People just don't realize they have a choice not to listen to society's rules. Everyone just needs to put all that crap in the back seat for a few years, I say, and work together. No curve to your left or your right or you're religious or not religious. Just put all that hot button stuff down and like just work together. That's it. More than anything, it just takes a worldwide mind shift. That's all that needs to happen. Sure, they can threaten us with guns and tanks and planes and nuclear war, but in the end, they're the ones that have to pull the trigger on the top. They can get like our own sons and daughters in the military to pull the trigger on their own people. I like to see it. I guarantee you one thing I will do. Start wars. And there'll be the excuse of we all got to come together, guys. You know, and people got to see it for what it is. It's just a distraction. Modern wars nowadays are just distractions. Another big reason to actually go to the wars. You always give their justifications, you know, like weapons of mass destruction in, the, in, in Iraq. You know, how come we never went to Saudi Arabia? I mean, most of the guys on that plane were Saudi, I believe, right? How come the Saudis were the only, Saudi prince in the family, were the only ones allowed to come back to America when that happened? Why were they even in America? You know, why were the Saudis in America when that happened? This blows my mind. But no one sees it. I mean, if you don't believe the conspiracy series, but then why were, like, everyone who's, like, our enemy basically being treated like that? Something's going on. And that's why those countries hate us. Well, the people in these countries hate us. Because we support these dictatorships. And, we, and they're right. Saddam Hussein was our guy. The Taliban were our guys.
we've America has propped up these dictators. And no one cared. Well, you know what? Those people over there cared. <clears throat> they have a long festering hate for all the bullshit they've been through. Of course, they blame each other and they blame America. But, you know, it's really their own rulership that's to blame. And when you blame their own rulership, in part, you got to blame themselves for allowing that to happen. For allowing the white established West to prop up these governments and make these governments that rule you all like this. You know, in some of the way these ways they do things are a little better. In a lot of ways, a lot of what they do is a lot worse. You can't just have pure chaos. At the same time, you can't have like this this like dictatorship style of rule. It goes on in the Middle East. In America has a separation of church and state. I can guarantee you one thing you want to follow in the Middle East is a sectarian separation of church and state when it comes to your, your countries. Because, wow, you cannot trust religion being in charge of power, political power. This is just run amok. I mean, it doesn't even really work that great here. And we got laws against it. Your countries, man, it's rife. Everywhere through it. You know, but they always claim, well, religious governments are going to make it better. No, they make it worse. That's all they do. People just stand there like, okay, I'm going to be a good religious person. And do what they say and not rock the boat. You should be rocking the boat. You know, you don't have fair elections, so I don't know what you can do really. Or in slowing down their system, recording it. It'd probably be more violent over there, but what can I say? You have like a really corrupt system, a lot of bad ways of doing things. A lot of people get mad about how they try to control things, and maybe things will change. In those worlds, <clears throat> you need to make your neighbor care. Your neighbor doesn't care. It doesn't support you. You don't have the majority. If you don't have the majority, you can never change things. <clears throat>